Tuesday means I get to talk to Jason Wildey alone. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon, Falcon. How are you? I'm awesome. I am guaranteeing the story that will be the major story for the Green Bay Packers between now and when they play next will be the completion percentage of Jordan Love and the acceptance and realization by everyone that no quarterback can play in the NFL with a completion percentage that he currently has. You cannot even get on the field if you want to join my club. Well, I can't because they're going to keep trotting them out there. And, and as Well, no, because said, it'll end up being higher. No, Correct. No, no doubt it will. Uh, and I was actually – so I'm, I'm listening on my way to uh, Maddie's ballet practice. And mm-hmm. a couple things. One, I, I, I agree with you in, in theory. And I, I want to emphasize, I still believe in Jordan Love. I but know, that's I the number one that, job yeah. that, that LaFleur has to solve more than anything else. Aaron Jones is irrelevant unless it will help get Jordan Love above well, 60%. And he will. I think it will. Uh, now, okay. right. uh, I, I guess my question first with your uh, hypothesis is, how long can you be – in the 55% range in today's NFL and still be playing. If he is at this percentage at the end of the season, if he's at this percentage at the end of the season, they have to give serious thought as to whether or not he can play. Um, So I'm not uh, done after a year, but um, it will be be tough. I think he's getting two years, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I would like to think he'll be, uh, you know, around 60% by season's end. But, right. you know, we're five games into if it. it. I'll answer uh, If after the second season, if his second season is under 60%, he's done. Uh, yeah, I'll join that club. Um, yes. And, some, and, somebody else, and somebody else will take him and try and fix him. Uh, and maybe he'll be the same. Again, I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll be... I agree. I think he'll I don't be right it. around sixty percent by the end of the year, um, and it'll be better, but it won't be good enough. Uh, I sent you some uh, screenshots of him. career completion percentages for previous mm-hmm. Packers starters, and obviously, I, I might as well have sent uh, Cecil Isbell uh, because those are all Old Testament. Like Lynn Dickey's completion percentage that was a totally different offense that he was running for Bob Schnelker as opposed to what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Love is running. But those guys were all in the 55% range. Favre's career percentage is over a little over 60. And then Rodgers is at like 65, almost 66%. It's just a different yeah, game Bart's, now. now the- 1965, Bart Starr led the Packers to 10-3-1 with a completion percentage of 55.8. Since yeah, then, totally different game. with that winning percentage, I know, but, but since then, since then, 65, that's 50 years ago. Since then, uh, I don't even know that you can Almost get above 500 years ago. at that percentage. Yeah. yeah. Right, I would agree. 35, now, 20, now yeah, 58. Yeah. Now, now I, will, I, I am going to disagree with you on what the story will be because, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to say that you're a week behind, but I was, I was asking LaFleur about Love's accuracy last week leading into the Raiders mm-hmm. game. And I actually right. framed the question in a positive way of, because I had watched him in 20 and 21 and even last year. 
And I think his accuracy was very good at all. It was slightly better in 21 than 20. I think it was a little bit more uh, than slightly better from 21 to 22 in camp last year. And I think it's meaningfully better from now compared to his rookie season when he was all over the place. Now, that's I agree. Uh, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I know you do. And, and that's why we, we still believe that there's a chance that he will turn out well. But... And that's it tells me that it's percent. somewhat on LaFleur. That's my complaint with LaFleur. Uh, I, I, maybe. I mean, maybe in part. Okay. I, I think there's a lot of contribu- mm-hmm. contributing factors there, but some of it is just he's been inaccurate. Uh, the other parts of it are guys not being where they're supposed to be, uh, right. protection issues, all those other things. But the story, and you touched on it when you played that clip, but I'm actually, once I get to the uh, to the ballet center i will be sitting down to write this story for the state journal but to me the story is what you said about what matt lafleur said about that they're get, they're they're dialing up plays that are a, and then they're getting the defensive look that is exactly what they want and mm-hmm. they're getting the bare minimum out of those plays uh, and and that is that is a that is a uh, a very circuitous way to say these guys are screwing up the plays. They're not executing. Big time. Because the, big those time. plays are designed to gain big yardage, and they're barely gaining any. Um, and then my favorite yep. part is the corollary mm-hmm. of he's also made some calls that have been horrible for the look that they were getting. And they're they not, screw they're those managing up. To take, and they're, making, they're managing to take those if it might be a zero-yard gain because it's a bad matchup to the defense that's being played, and they're turning it into sacks. Or five yard loss. So, yeah, I, to me, and and to me, what that underscores is what you and I and Tausch talked about this morning, which is this this idea of what he is dealing with in terms of the the unprecedented. And I don't use that word lightly. The unprecedented youth that they have on offense. Now, I've had I had one person on Twitter, which I know that's not usually the standard, but I'm guessing that they, this person is representative. I think they also sent me an email, if I recall, uh, that thought it was offensive to call them children. Um, if, okay. if that's I asked how they that. Feel, that was going to be my poll question. Yeah, I would. I, I heard, oh, no, I heard that, too. I, then, then I think people like being called kids better. So we can call them kids. Uh, you know, toddlers would probably be even more offensive. Uh, newborns. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like I like news. kids. I'm, I like kids. All those other right, ones, it can be, I can understand. It can be You'd positive. Be you know, when you do like, oh, they're the cardiac kids. Uh, that's viewed as a right. positive thing. So I don't. Well, when don't you win, they say they win because they don't know any different, right? It's like what they were saying about the Brewers this season. They got all these young players. Well, they they don't even realize what they're doing. So it can right. be spun they, both they ways. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, but but to me. And this really is what this comes down to, and, and this is what I was going to write, is that you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur has the – and, again, he gets paid a crap load of money. It is his job to figure this out. I am not absolving him of his responsibility by any means. I'm just saying that this is really hard. That Yeah, he's never run out, into it before. Right. He's, got, he's never had a team – that was so young that, like, if you if you play more of that clip, you will hear him say that 
he's they're teaching guys how to like where to put their eyes. What, like right. imagine that. Imagine having a team that unlike with you know some of the some of the veteran players you've had, the Mercedes Lewises, the Aaron Jones, you know, Devontae Adams and so on. Like you gotta teach these guys where to put their eyes on the play so they can right. recognize what they like. Right. And you know what, Jason? Such... He's never Yeah. He's never gone through this. He doesn't even know what to say. Because what he and should fair... be saying at the press conference is, we're really young. Calm down. Calm down. It's really young. Yeah. I try to give him that opportunity. That would be it but, every week. But, right. But Go ahead. like it's not just him. Like, again, there has never been an NFL team. Domofsky had mm-hmm. the, the crew at the uh, ESPN Stats and Information look it up. Uh, the Packers are the only team in the league that doesn't have at least one wide receiver on their roster with more than two yep. years of experience. Like, they don't even have, like, a... Historic. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and... and Historically has been advanced, yep. And no one has disproven it, that there has never been a team in the Super Bowl era that has had such a young group of tight ends and wide receivers. Remember, if we count Josiah DeGuara as a fullback, which is how he's listed on the roster, even though he lines up sometimes at a tight end spot, they have three rookie tight ends, three rookie wide receivers, and three second-year wide receivers. Those are the nine people that play the primary pass-catching positions. On top of that, they, their right tackle and now their left tackle, because Bakhtiari's done for the season, are both second-year players. And we all love yep. Zach Tom. We think he's been uh, a terrific uh, player for how early in his, his career he is. But the bottom line is he's still young, too. They are young. And, and I, I understand fans are frustrated that they played like such trash uh, against a bad team. I think I'm more positive than everybody else, which is generally. I think so too. I think you, right? I think you and I are way more positive, and you experienced that this morning in our conversation. Like I I just, I don't think they regressed. I just think we were fooled into thinking because they did what they did in the opener that they were further along than they actually were. I don't think they've taken. Yeah, they had a good stretch. Now they're having a bad stretch, and as I said, the game against Denver is huge. Because no, the I image totally it creates with a loss would be, and it would just mean that the dip is even lower than we thought, and then, you know, you you lose these games, then you make it tougher to come back because it requires a certain level. But I'm not, I'm not, I, I can't think of anything I'm bummed about. I think you've, uh, the, the part that's surprising to me is the inability of LaFleur, and granted, this is pretty much on Goody, because you know if LaFleur was putting the roster together, he'd have some more vets. And he doesn't have to blame Goody, but he would be to some degree if he just says, calm down. We're just young. And you should know this. Which team is number one in the NFL in scoring in the second half? Number one. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to say the Packers. Packers at 17.5 points per game. The teams that led last year were like 13 points. If you want to have... One positive, if your quarterback's not doing well, it would be that he plays better in the second half, which only emphasizes Matt LaFleur's – he should he should not have a board. He should play without one of the, you know, those uh, – he should have no plays. 
They should not set up. Doesn't he script the first plays? 10, 15? They all the, do that still? They, they, they yeah, he should they not do it. script the plays like Holmgren. They, they, have, uh, they have opening ideas and concepts, not necessarily yeah. They should have no plays, opening but. ideas. He should walk out on the field with no idea what he's going to do. Because they're historically bad. Well, he, he definitely walked the out there with, with no idea what to expect from the kid yeah. that he has to well, work guess, with. That's for sure. All right. Anything else I neglected to mention? Facts, information, I do, I, no, something I, out there? I, the only thing that I want to emphasize is that I don't think people would be freaking out or crushing the floor to the same degree. And, and every team deals with injuries. But I think they beat Atlanta if they have Aaron Jones healthy, and I think they beat the Raiders if they have Aaron Jones healthy. And no one's talking about regression. Everyone's talking about, holy cow, they're 4-1. and one. Can you believe they're four and one? This is crazy. They're four and one, and Jordan Love's still only completing fifty-five point six percent of his passes, and they're still four and one. But they're not. Yeah. And there's a whole week and a half still to go before the next game. Can't wait. Are you are you doing the show from uh, that charity event in the bathroom again? Like yeah, you went I'm from that other one. No, no, Another no. The bathroom the, deal. You would love this. They have this fabulous. Uh, bar and area for all the people that hunt milford hills hunting club do you know where milford is have you ever been through milford it's very small Uh, i know where they they have this they have this gorgeous bar and there were a couple windows and door opens and the people that are in here there aren't many they closed the windows and doors because i was too loud (laughs) that's the first time in history that you've ever been too loud that is yeah, so it's it's it's, just, it's a fabulous thing. Huntforlifefoundation.org. Look it up and just real and see all the things they do for young boys who've had just terrible life experiences, and so they create a camp where they can all go to. And uh, as I said, people that hunt, they must be rich. The raffle, Jason, the the highest raffle. I've, uh, if I bought seventy five tickets, it was five hundred dollars. <laughs> Wow! For five hundred dollars, I expect eight thousand tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I yeah, hope you so win. You look it up. You you look it up. You'll uh, yeah. If I win, it'll be at a, it'll be in an auction. It'll be at the Teen Challenge auction at the end of the month. I have a chance to win uh, a. Uh, oh, never mind. There's they they have a super raffle. You know where they're like a hundred and twenty tickets. And they have 10 items. Guess how much a super raffle ticket is? There are 120 of them with 10 items that you could pick from if you're in that match. $200. $500. Which means when you sell 120, do I have that right? That's $60,000? Am I right? Yeah. And would I, I be 5000 right there. Yeah. $60,000. Oh, man. There aren't many people here shopping at Aldi, I don't think. I'll have to ask them when I leave. Thanks, Jason. I look forward to Tim Van Voren. All right, take care. Be good, Homer. Yep. Tim Van Voren coming up later. Rain Man is next. 1-800-990-3776. Yes. Again, Hunt for the number four. HuntForLifeFoundation.org. Just look it up. Next.